What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. All right, so I just wanted to preface this episode, um, the Brovet episode. As I was editing it, I realized it was a, I didn't do a lot of explanation as far as the subculture of Brovet. It's a very small niche within the veteran community. Um, So I'm not talking about all vets at all. I'm talking about a very small fraction of them. Um, If you don't feel like this applies to you, then most likely it's not you. You're not a Brovet. So with that in mind, enjoy. Are we on? Mm-hmm. Good. Great. All right. So this is my birthday episode, um, but we didn't do it last time. But I w- are we going to do the thing where you for accountability that we talked about for the weight? We can now. As I yeah, right. Give me that thing that you wrote. I want you to can you read that. No, Sam wrote it. Can you just read that, Sam? I Sam am excited to weigh myself every episode. This will be fun. This will be a fun way for me to lose weight and keep myself accountable. Tyler is such in such good shape, and I want to have the bod he has. I was in no way forced to do this challenge that will be broadcasted weekly on YouTube, and Tyler is not fat-shaming me. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. So... Yeah, we'll 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 subtract three pounds. Two fifty three point two. All right, so and we'll come up with a cool like fun like game where you like spin a punishment knob and if I don't lose weight, if you don't lose weight, yeah, it's just fun. It's for fun. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but today's episode I was gonna do uh I was going to address some of the comments from our PTSD episode. Mm. And then which was gonna segue into the Brovet episode, which is this one right now. The Brovet, okay. Yeah. So do you want me to read the comments or uh, hand me that other piece of paper? Alright, so a Brovet is I, I was looking at definitions because I didn't really know what it was too, but the best one I found was uh, the military is equivalent to a hipster as they generally have neck beers and drink military roast to order coffee. <laughs> yes. uh, so, but yeah, do you have those comments? Yes. So these are the comments that were uh, left on like the TikToks. I think they're mostly TikTok and then one was YouTube. So, what video is this one on? You know? Oh, shit. I don't they were all on the PTSD video, right? All right. All right. Well, I'll read this one. Do you want me to say the people or just say? Yeah, you can say their names because also these people didn't follow us. So I wasn't going to make fun of or or talk about anybody that followed us because they're following us. They're following and they're giving their opinion, even if they're assholes about it. But these motherfuckers came and dropped some negativity and then 
didn't even give us a follow, so fuck them. So, hey, you can adjust it if you want. Okay. Well, I can't, fucking, it's so dark. <laughs> At Kendra Shields, if you decide to be a cop because of a show you're pathetic, might at well charge them with treason to I hear the punishment for treason is general death. That was the. Oh no! That was the um, the Hollywood the Hollywood is the best recruiter for police off police. Okay, so. But I don't even know what that meant. Yeah. I did. You believe. Yeah. It's treason. Okay, so it's treason to become a cop. I get, or it's treason to become a cop after you watch a cop movie. I don't really know what his logic was at all. All right, it's this one is. Random 11B guy. What this guy fails to realize is the real fear of death for infantry soldiers is real. Love with the fear. Oh, it's supposed to say live with the fear every day for a year at a time. And then you guys replied we were infantry. (laughs) (laughs) If you have 11 Bravo in your user handle, you're probably a tool bag. Yeah. Random 11B guy. Or probably never deployed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Live with the fear. Live with the fear every day. (laughs) That's going to be my new shirt. (laughs) Live with the fear. (laughs) All right. So this one says, they call me oddball. You do it for a year, question mark. Try 20 years. Spending over half of the last 10 years from my first tour to retirement. What about the 27 years? Well, and then wait, and then he goes at it again. Working as an EMT, EMT something, medic, and lead medic, so it's just not a year, and then you have the rest of your life? What about six and a half years? Six tours. Yeah, I don't know if that guy thought I meant like one year in the military. I just meant I did one tour. That was that was, and I also said on there, I can't speak for everybody, aka most, you know, a lot of people had different experience than me and t- did more tours than one. Yeah, everybody has a different experience. You could have more PTSD and never been deployed to guys that have been deployed. Everybody looks at themselves different. Everybody likes to out PTSD the others. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> My PT. Mine is, is worse, worse than, than yours. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here is uh, this one. I like. Unless you've been there and done that. Oh, wait. Oh, unless you've been there and done that, don't speak for anyone but yourself. Have you ever held your brother as a life runs out of his body? <laughs> that one I've heard. A million times. Okay, well, also in the video, I said I can't speak for anyone else other that, than myself. And that's your that's your reply. <laughs> but I like that one because I've I've heard. So, like, commonly, and this that speaking from my experiences, anytime outside of the military, when I met somebody, I never met a regular Joe. I always met somebody who was special forces or ranger or something badass 
And uh, I've always ran into somebody that had a terrible experience in war. Are you saying that they made it up or they're being possibly <laughs> like every you person? Into I, somebody with what, a movie script. So what is <laughs> less than one percent join the military, and then less yeah. than one percent of who join the military become special operations. Yeah. Probably. However, when I go outside in the civilian world, everybody I met is a green beret. Yeah, that or they're talking a about a ranger or they're with attached yes, to you. And they've everybody has these crazy ass Rambo stories. So, but I. I I don't know. Maybe I didn't meet him. That's what I feel bad. And I I never want to call out a vet on some bullshit because in the chance that I'm wrong, I'd feel like a shithead, you know, and but I mean, obviously, also, they're probably not going to be out there telling war stories, you know, like they are. So most likely it's not true, but I I would um, say a lot of like 90 percent of it is lies. And you can I mean, you know, it is. You, I sound like a dick, but I, I would say a lot of them lie. Yeah. A lot. No, they do. A ton of them lie. And they get super. The ones who get, I, th- I feel like the ones who get offended the most are the biggest liars. Well, I got to go. Oh, is that it for the comments? One says thug. That's it? That's it. Thug? Yeah, thug. Oh, they're calling us thugs. I guess so. Oh, thugs in uniform. Yeah, I guess so. <sighs> so, all right. So, when I posted the PTSD thing, there was a dude who I was Facebook friends with and he lost his fucking marbles when I compared first responder PTSD and said for me in my experience, it was worse. (coughs) He went on this huge rant, compared his deployment to mine um, to the point where the Facebook thing, I don't really want, like I love the heat and the debate, and the algorithm booth and Instagram and TikTok, but Facebook, which I mean, I probably shouldn't have posted it on my, but I don't, I got family and friends on there. I don't want, you know, mm-hmm. this guy lost his shit. I block him on Facebook. So maybe he'd reroute some of his opinions to the proper platform. He finds me again with another profile. It was like, you need to be, you know, more open to criticism if you're going to have a podcast. And, um, and I found some shit out about him. I asked his friend. Yeah, he went to YouTube, too. And then I was like, all right, this is a proper platform. And then it was gone. Like, he deleted it. Mm. So, but um, he is a definition probably of a bro vet. But I also heard that his deployment that he was saying was better than mine. This is from a third-party friend uh, that he did nothing but sit in the talk or something like that because he got fat. Mm-hmm. And he was in like a scout battalion or scout platoon, so they had no room for fat people. So, and then I also heard he got kicked out of the army for uh, rape. So, so that's, why I, that's not been verified though. Yeah, well, that would make sense for him to be like that. Yeah, insecure. I think they're insecure. I think because I mean, I've been talking on this forever. What do you think? About bro vets. I've given my opinion on bro vets. Well, I think that, well, when it comes to the government world, there's always that bro something because the government world is made up of alpha people. So in the alpha people, there's always bro vets and stuff. So I don't know. I just learned to ignore them. That was gross. Sorry. Uh, thanks, Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for interrupting me. God. <laughs> In the last episode, 
Sam interrupted Kendra about six times when she was trying to talk. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, let's see. I had some <clears throat> topics on here. Well, uh, what was it about? Uh, not, I guess, pet peeves about vets. Stuff you don't like about vets. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'll say it. They need to stop it. Rest of society can't tell vets to stop what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're just not allowed to. I can. I'm a vet. Let's put that out there. Me and Sam are both war vets. So I can tell you right now, you need to stop it. Because, you know, you get the disability. You get, you know, the compensation to go, you know, make a better life for yourself. Because the military is paying you back and your country's paying you back for what you did. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was. And... You know, I feel like they're just clinging on their military life and that's it. They're, you know, because we, we we would make some of somebody who peaked in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. And then lives that in their brain on repeat. Like, you know, the football team. We would make fun of somebody like that mm-hmm. because they they left something that they peaked at and they never bettered themselves. And they stick with that because that's their security blanket. But no one does that to vets until now. Today. I'm going to do it to vets because I'm fucking sick of it. I, I would say that, uh, well, real quick. And they're always in way better shape when they were in, and they know they're never going to get that body, myself and you included. So it's like uh, that was their, their heyday. And Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I would say how Tyler and I met was when we were new to each other, and... Tyler decided to make fun of this guy's truck that has his, uh, what is it? The war decals on it, we should say. The yeah. OIF, the OEF. Yeah. He said this, this douche or this ass with these big letters showing everybody he deployed. I was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was my truck. And then we talked about our deployment. And it, was, it so happens we were over there the same year, same bases. Kind but of. with you, I never would have known you deployed because you don't fucking talk about it. Yeah. Or I'm not saying you can't talk about it, but yeah. it's not you don't. Well, you do kind of wear it on your truck. I was going to say you don't. <laughs> I, you I have it on my truck. And because, you know, I do have pride for having it and being there. But uh, the one thing I don't like is like uh, vets that expect you to thank them for their service. Or mm. like, you know, they always talk about it so they can hear that. Thank you for my service. Yeah. Or expect discounts and other things for being a vet. And I would say the last of those, this is just my opinion, that have that, I guess, entitlement are Vietnam vets that were drafted where you didn't have a choice. And yeah. you actually went to a nasty, crazy war. And then you came back and everybody forgot about you. We owe those guys. Yeah. Something. That but after good. that, everybody who joined, we volunteered. Everybody volunteered. There was mm-hmm. nobody who was forced. And, and I mean, and it's a rite of passage. There's guys that didn't get to deploy. I, I guess yeah. it's one of those things. Like all these vets too, they wanted to deploy. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go over there and kill people for their country. I'm sorry, but that's what they wanted to do. Yep. And then they want to come home and turn around and and be like, oh man, I'm a vet. Oh, thank me for my service. Yeah. I'm so sad. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like you said. They wanted to go do it. So that's. It's and that's what that's another Hollywood thing, because look look at all those military movies. They make you feel badass. They make you look badass, and then when it really happens, it's not badass. 
it's not fun. It's, mm. I don't know, it was terrifying. Yeah. And so everybody wants to do it. Then they go through something. Then they're scared. They get terrified. They do it. And then they come back home. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that people don't have PTSD because I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I might be coming off a little harsh. I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact that a lot of these guys do have post-traumatic stress disorder, but I don't, I, I don't, I think they want to have it also. There, there, yeah, there are, there's, and there's some that, you know, the ones that are quiet. I mean, look how many military guys commit suicide a year. It's yeah. crazy. And there's always a bigger fish, a, as in like, there's always somebody that went through something more traumatic than you or did way more badass things than you. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, you know, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't. When people broadcast their stuff and it's like, you know that there's way, like there's so many other people out there that don't say anything mm-hmm. and are dealing with PTSD and all that stuff. And you got, you know, the bro vet with his fucking, he's overweight. He's wearing a grunt style shirt. He's got pit vipers on. Or the nine line medic shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's my other favorite one. And they got a beard and all they do is talk about their life when they're in the military and they, you know. Yeah, if a guy, if you just met a vet and he talks about getting into firefights and killing people in his deployment, he's lying. Yeah, probably. If you just met him. the guy. If you the just bars, met him, yeah. 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 They're, they're lying. I've met so many of those. And I've met, at, at work, I never tell anybody when I'm on calls because I love to hear their lies, all their crazy stuff. Yeah, we work with a guy who... Hey, no, no, I'm, talking, I'm just talking about like civilians that we go... The calls and they're like, oh, I have PTSD, so I beat my wife. I went through all this. I killed fifty of these people and all this. I was like, okay, so what does your <laughs> wife have to do with why are you beating on her? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, because oh, there they go. That's another one. When they uh, use them service, you know, their service as an excuse to commit. I mean, or I would say like, uh, I don't know how to say it, like. I served my country, but yet here you're being arrested for committing a felony or something like that. Yeah. And they expect a, a what is it, a pass. Yeah. So Well, I'm, let's segue into the vets that get out and then they go to, uh, they, the, the vets that get out and then pretty much turn like, like three percenters or whatever like extreme right guys that hate the government and they therefore they hate cops or they don't like the idea of cops and i i get that i i totally understand that because being in the military was what made me realize that the government doesn't care about you well but but these same guys right that'll say like oh you know i don't the the cops are unnecessary they're you know the uses of forces are unjustified You know, they essentially don't want people with guns telling them what to do. However, they they were the first ones to go grab an M16 and invade a sovereign country yeah. and bully people around and that's okay with them, you know. Oh yeah, that's oh that's yeah, that's another I mean, one. it's the biggest Yeah, we went to I believe we went to Iraq and it was no point to be there. No, but those guys did it and we did it. And we volunteered. Well, I did Remember? it. We did it. Yeah. yeah, we volunteered to go over there, and we messed up that country. I mean, we tore that place apart. I think too, it's an insecurity thing. You know, you're the bat. You're the baddest man alive with that gun. 
in the military, you're doing, you know, all that who is shit and then you get out. And then I, I really do think it's an insecurity thing. Like now law enforcement are the guys with the guns and you're doing a what, you know, a job that's not who and super cool anymore. And I feel like they're like, fucking cops don't need those. Guns. You know, it's just yeah. because, mind you, a lot of these dudes, when I knew them, wanted to be cops when they got out of the military. And then I'll check on them 10 years later and they're, you know, a cab and, you know, fuck the government, a.k.a. fuck the police. And I'm like, man, I remember when you told me that you could not wait to be a cop. So, yeah, it's I don't know, it's just the way it is. And I don't get that, uh, you know, when they call cops Nazis and stuff for following orders and stuff like that, that that the military is that is following orders. Yeah, we what we flew 14, 15,000 miles into a foreign country and we called them terrorists when we killed their families. Well, and another thing, too, is that cop work and military are two completely fucking different jobs. They're different. Mm -hmm. That's like saying I worked at a grocery store and then I became a cop. Like, okay, there's not there's not much to me. You know how to handle a weapon and you know how to take orders. That's pretty much, you know, you get, there's no guarantee you're going to be in physical shape when you get out of the military. So, but people like to compare the two when they can, when it's convenient for them and then not compare the two like, like, oh, our, you know, agencies will always say, oh, we hired X amount of veterans. Like, if you hired some real veterans, I don't think you'd want to be bragging about that. And you probably wouldn't, you know, you have to be very careful about who you put on those streets because it's a different job. That's like taking, hiring a bunch of veterans and saying, hey, we made them preschool teachers, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is something I've trained other cops. And I noticed with veteran, military veteran cops, when they become cops and I'm training them, I see that they're, I think the military creates people that are great followers and who, who know how to take orders. Yeah. And I don't know. But yeah, I'm just that asshole. Well, and like, okay, so you're law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Let's say, like, you know how that, the SWAT teams love uh, special forces dudes. SWAT teams fucking love special forces dudes. I don't know. Right? I was never on SWAT, so. Well, or you don't need, I mean, you can be around it enough yeah. to know. Like, well, I think so. I think um, the Navy SEALs and the Green Berets set the trends for everybody. Yeah. It's, I remember when boots, helmets, you know, now we need short rifles, we need suppressors, this and that. We need to wear uh, different shoes that yes. the SEALs wear. They, they, they set the trend. Yeah. And even when it comes to tactics, clearing rooms, how you shoot, the grip. Remember how the grip used to be? Yeah. And, then they and now it's it. like this. Yeah, now, now it's and that. then when it's convenient, they'll go, some some uh, SF or SEAL will go, that's stupid. You need to shoot it back to what you were doing. And I remember I've learned how to shoot a rifle stance-wise probably four times. I'm 35. I started shooting them when I was 19. And I've learned... And went back and forth and back. You know, you your feet need to be square. No one needs to be back. Like what? And like at, at thirty five, I got dudes that either never were in the military or they were in some you know pogas branch, and they're like, you need to shoot like this. And I'm like, I, you know, and they're they are better shots than me. So I'm like, okay. So I'm going back and learning a new. And I'm like, dude, I got to pick a shooting platform at some point and stay at. But yeah, you know it. 
they love the special forces stuff, but it's not that. I had, you know, I had a dude, a buddy, tell me he's on a SWAT team, and he said, "Bro, the guys on my team think and dress. They think like and dress like we're going into the mountains to kill Taliban when they're just surrounding a house with crackheads in it." Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, and I'm not shitting on SWAT at all, but you it's know, it's that things. It's very it, and but like you said, the military, the military does set the stage for how law enforcement is going to be, especially the tactical side of it. Yeah, well, they also, I mean, law enforcement always follows what the military does. So, I mean, even look at the SWAT trucks; those are old, old trucks that the military gave up. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know, you know, I've seen them. The M wraps and stuff like that. That those aren't, those are for war. But that's just trends. What, were we, what else were we talking about with SWAT? I'm never going to be on the SWAT team, so I'm good with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that most of the dudes that jerk off to Navy SEAL porn are dudes that have never been in the military, right? Mm-hmm. The guys that, and they use, okay, fuck it. We're going to shit on SWAT a little bit. Okay, they use the SWAT in their life to uh, maybe make up for the fact that they were never in the military. Well, a lot of them were. A lot of them were. Yeah, yeah. I would would give them that. A lot of them were. And I feel like maybe they joined the SWAT because they missed the military. Yeah, it ain't the same, though. Okay. Well, I don't I can't speak for it, but maybe that's why I would think those guys that were in the military, they always, you know, go to the SWAT because they feel like they can get that brotherhood back. Yeah, because, again, it's different. I'm speaking, sorry, I shouldn't be speaking for every SWAT team. No. You're right. I was speaking on one or two experiences from SWAT teams that I've been around. But, you know, what what I gathered from it was uh, do hardly any combat uh, arms MOSs. I, I, I can think of, like, a couple. You know, they either, if they were in the military, they didn't, they weren't, throwing slinging lead down overseas you know mm-hmm. uh or they just never served in the military at all i don't know i feel like a lot of them uh what's that term the matrix term they all they all they all have the blue pill and they don't have the red pill what is it what is the pills what is that the blue pill is like you take the pill and just you never seen the fucking matrix I, do like you remember that dead. iconic scene yeah but what does it mean in society today when people So are like, like the oh. red pill is like people usually the conspiracy guys and the guys that don't follow the trends like hey you took the blue pill if you got the covid shot you took the red pill if oh, you so you're didn't a sheep yes or a there you thinker. go okay. so blue pill blinds you to the truth the red pill doesn't mm. so that's what you know i think it is and a lot of people have um faith in the government and you know love the government and will do what the government tells them, but they don't realize that the government doesn't care about you. No. That's what I learned about in the I'm military. I'm trying not to become yeah. a domestic terrorist podcast. Yes, so, there but. you go. That's <laughs> it. I love my government. I love them so much. <laughs> All right. I was going to ask you if you know who Mike Glover is, but I know you're going to say no. You have no idea. Mike Glover? Mike Glover. No. Was it Glover? Was Danny Glover the rapper? No. Oh. I thought Danny Glover was in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, but then there was Danny Glover the rapper. Oh. Mike Glover is a I okay, so currently in the hot topic is that this guy is a special forces dude. Um and he just recently went on Joe Rogan because he got labeled a domestic terrorist by 
whoever makes that shit. Mm-hmm. And he went on Joe Rogan to air his story. Well, this guy is a stereotypical um, special operations dude. He train he makes a living training police, right? Okay, that's all they do. Not, okay, that's not all they do. But that's a huge chunk of their change. Well, I guess he was getting a little free flowing in his conversation, and kind of like indirectly shit on cops. Do you have that clip? It's uh the Instagram should be up, and then it should be ready to go. Oh, I got to turn the TV on there. Yeah, he was talking about a dude that used to be in special operations with him, mm-hmm. and the guy became a cop. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So this is the clip. I had somebody send it to me because I didn't feel like watching the whole Joe Rogan part. Uh, no, it should be good. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. And he did all these high-level counterterrorism operations where he's on the varsity team. And then he gets back home, and now he's not even JV. I mean, he's not even relevant. Running speed. He runs speed. His whole persona, by the way, most military guys' persona, especially in the special operations community, um, we, we wear that proudly, right? He, he rescued Jessica Lynch. And that's it. It's just looping back around him. So that's what got a lot of cops up in arms. Also, the oh, go ahead. You have to. No, no. Something. I was saying, what would they get upset about? That he's saying that I don't think he meant it that way. Maybe, but the way he said it is, he said that police work is not relevant. Like the guy, the guy who he was talking about is a nobody now because he's a cop. He's like uh, not, not even JV. Okay. Right. So, but I've been I've been part of that where someone took me out of a hour and a half long episode in one thing, and it might not sound when you don't have the context with yeah. the rest of the. So, but, but I mean that's what. What is he talking about? Like a legacy when it comes to military and cops? Because nobody remembers cops. Yeah. Well, I started noticing that there's a huge divide between cops, like. Like they were all the vets and the and the first responders were shitting on each other, and I guess there's like only a f- select portion that are both, mm-hmm. which is us. Yeah, that's why we're the experts on the subject matter. Oh boy, but yeah, I guess that guy, that dude. Uh, so they labeled him as a terrorist. Yeah, the government did, or YouTube, or social media. I think the government labeled him as a domestic terrorist because he teaches survival craft. Also, yeah, they don't like that. But, I mean, like, he's one of those dudes that, like, go to, like, SWAT teams, essentially, or if an agency will pay for it, and he teaches them, like, all the high-speed shit. But, I mean, it's like you said, I don't need, I don't want, like, I, I don't think that, I think that, I think that the veterans are realizing now, and anybody that was making a living off war is starting to slowly realize that um, there's no war anymore, no. and the money's going to start drying up. So they got to bring their combat experience to fucking you know CONUS everyday life over here, and that's why we're paying SEALs to teach us how to clear rooms, even though, you know... You get what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, it's a different ballpark when it comes to military and cop world, especially when it comes to going into someone's house. It's not, you know, 
I would think in the military, and I would I saw in the military, nobody gives a shit what's inside the house. In the cop world, we have to. Yeah, we have to see what we are shooting and stuff like that. Yeah, that's all. That's a another great point too. Is there's between cop work and the military that one of them is that you don't have accountability. I mean, I guess you're supposed to have accountability for every round fired in the military, but I mean, I mean, I know on during high profile instances. They will send an investigative team out there. But, I mean, when you're a cop, every single round you fire, you're accountable for. So you could shoot and down a bad guy. Great. You know, you saved lives. But if one of those rounds also strikes an innocent bystander. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah. In the military, it's a cost of business. I heard someone even saying if it goes through the motherfucker and hits somebody, you got to know your backdrop. Mm -hmm. And, like, you could shoot a rifle round through a bad guy. Drop the bad guy and hit a civilian, and you have to own that round. That's just that's just the way it is. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's not a lot of similarities between law enforcement and cops. But I think in the or law enforcement and the military, military world, it's just that uh, that's what people are used to, because it's not Americans. Our casualties are not Americans, so you don't really see anybody complaining when we killed innocent people over in Iraq. The only time they care is when it's Americans. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's rightfully so, but yeah. um, that's what's that's. I well, would I say mean, you have more difference. of a, sometimes you have more of a reason to fire around here as a law enforcement officer than you do over there. <laughs> it's like yeah. more justified. We have to, we you know, as you know, they take for the cop world here. You know, if we make one mistake, they everybody concentrates on that one mistake. Yeah. And then they blow it up. And that's just the way it is. And that's oh. the way it's going. But you can, you know. I was told to not touch the topic right now with a 10-foot pole. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I kind of want to. No, no, no. No? No. 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 Because you do are editing out. Like, All right. I'm watching it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Because that's so sensitive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can't do that. Don't say that. Where are the buttons? Yeah. Uh, we're getting into a more classy podcast, dude. Oh, wait. <laughs> Was I supposed to time this? Because I didn't. Kenja's doing it. Oh, okay. How long the, are we The in? producer's doing it. How long are we in? Um, 35. Oh, okay. I have to watch that one with the the band player and the other he, the other guy the was the band cop. player. What are you fucking sixty? <laughs> <laughs> it is a prominent Florida band. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. He, he had a nice voice. I liked his voice. Yeah. He was from North Philadelphia. Yeah, born and raised. Yeah. So, oh wait, that was West Philly. I'm so white. I was trying to do Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, that was Will Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and then the other one was a, a cop down south. Hmm. The other one was a cop down south. Yeah. Well. The, yeah. The, in, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess. There you go. Have you watched it? Have you watched any of the ones with you in them? I haven't watched any actually. <laughs> it's so cringe because I look at myself and I'm like, look at that fat <laughs> fat fuck. Over I, there. I like we wore the I had I asked Sam to wear the pit vipers for. The Brovet episode, but I feel like it kind of works like that movie, uh, 
What's that Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy, where he puts the sunglasses on the kid and then no one can see him anymore? Oh, yeah. Big Daddy? <laughs> 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 oh. <clears throat> so. I don't know. I hate I hate vets that, um, well, I, d- I can't say I hate, but I don't like when a vet asks for a discount because they're a vet. Dude. I mean, can you imagine? Okay, I've done it once. I went to Olive Garden on Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. And it was such a shit show. The wait, the wait was like three hours, uh-huh. and I mean they had select things, and you get a free meal. But it's it's like I mean you have to be. I tried it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I, I celebrated Veterans Day one time, never again, because it's like what you said. It's them going out and going, thank me, thank, thank me. me. Yeah. You know, it's it's not convenient. Logistically or financially at all to celebrate Veterans Day with a discount, because I mean maybe financially, but you got to wait three hours for your fucking meal, and everybody else is just like, <sighs> yeah. but they can't say anything because yep, they're they veterans. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know I, I I don't like the discounts. I hate it being in uniform in public for people thanking me for protecting them. Like I'm really not protecting you. <laughs> over here yeah, in the United yeah, States yeah, with this really uniform. <laughs> and if you knew what we truly did, <laughs> even, yeah, I don't know. I just, that was just me. I was not a fan of it. Even in my uniform at work, I just, I guess, I don't know. I'm just a, a grump. Do you, what? I was with you the other day when you got, you handled it really well. Maybe that was somebody else. Do you, <laughs> do you like it? Are you, does it make you uncomfortable when people are like, Thank because you. I know the reality is the person that thanks you that they'll try to complain on you or they'll try to get you fired. Yeah, they're fake. Everybody likes them until they're the target. So, I mean, someone will thank somebody and then they get pulled over and then they get a ticket. And now it's I hate cops or cops are dicks or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, people are all grateful for cops, and then you go to a domestic, and now you're fighting this person because they're going to jail for hitting their spouse. Well, I've always, yes, some of the biggest police supporters, as soon as you turn the investigation on them, are the worst people imaginable. Yeah, and they try to get Like, they, they have, they, they, they're in the nice community, and they put their, I'm sure they don't even have a back to blue sticker, but, you know, they, uh, they, Support the police and everything, you know, but like you said, especially you're at a DV and you got to put cuss on somebody. And now all of a sudden it's like you're a piece of shit for arresting me. Do you know I support you? Yes. I'm not like one of these. You I've heard you, it's you ruined my life. I Yeah. I've heard people tell me I'm not. And I, so I'm not saying this. That's not coming from me. I'm channeling it through my mouth hole. I had somebody tell me I'm not one of these fucking animals you usually do with. You can't arrest me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was entitlement or if they were just, but I mean, you know, we always, the people that think they're above the law, especially when they know chain of command, when they personally know somebody in your chain of command. So my first, they think they're above the law. So my first police department was a higher class or upper class uh, type people. And they always say, well, I know this person. I know this person. And they exp- they're all entitled. And I would still, I you know, you still get the ticket, but I don't know. People, you know, it's a love-hate for cops. Cops just represent 
I don't think there's no love. I uh, but it's, there's some, yes. and I, I you know there's there's some people that have like. I shouldn't say that. You're yeah. right. There are some people that truly do want us and love us. It's just that we don't deal with them daily. Well, That's the tough part about our I, job is I, we I, don't deal with essentially good people every day. We deal with the shit. A negative situation is what we deal with, yeah. and that's all we see. Hence why all cops are more negative and pessimistic. They only call us on their worst days. Yes, there it is. They run away. We run into the PTSD fire. PTSD survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! I was gonna say something. I forgot. Thin blue line. Well, I when I'll, uh, I think that if you you truly support the police, if you can step away when you have an encounter, everybody's gonna have an encounter with the police at some point in their life. That's not awesome. Mm-hmm. Whether you get pulled over or there's just like I'll stop. You know, I work and you do too. I not in such a nice area. So the way we stop crime from happening is we we do proactivity, right? So if I see a car that's blacked out and backed in to a parking space in an apartment complex with somebody sitting inside it, I'm going to go make contact with that person, and I'm not detaining them. They don't have to talk to me. But obviously we both know I'm checking to see who you are. And they get super offended how dare you? I effing live here. This is my car. My apartment's right there. And it, you have to explain to them, that's how we find crime. Mm-hmm. Is It's like fishing. You know, nine out of ten people we come across with are not doing anything wrong. And we don't do anything about it. And half of them are consensual. So we're just talking to people. When I walk up to somebody sitting in a car and they ex- expel my concern... It's good to go, but they're they're offended that I stopped out with them. And it's like you don't understand that when your car gets broken into or your apartment gets broken into in a month, it's because no one was out here doing this right mm-hmm. now is looking for the crime before it happens. Even when we find people doing something wrong, we still cut them a break. Yeah, yeah. I don't discretion. Me and you we both have don't. discretion. We don't. Yeah. I mean, I think what f- domestic violence. There's no discretion. Domestic and Baker Acts. And Baker Acts, yeah. Mental, yeah. Involuntary uh, examination is not discretion. And uh, violent felonies. Uh, No, yeah. We don't have a discretion. So, like, felt like if someone just robbed a 7 Eleven and shot at people. Yeah, I can't say, like, oh, I'm not going to arrest him. A a real victim crime. You know, but a felony dope case, if you find somebody with felony dope on their person, you have the right to not charge them with it mm-hmm. because they're the victim. You know, I don't think they're going to be begging you to charge them with the dope. No, you know, Sam ain't going through that process. <laughs> so he does the right thing and submits it for destruction. Yeah. I mean, there's that, you know, in the, the what's sucky about the cop world is like the amount of good things you do. Uh, yeah, sometimes they post it on social media when it's convenient for them, but you don't. The amount of good stuff we do is not put out there. How many yeah. times have you stopped somebody and they had drugs on them and they were cool and honest with you and you you cut them loose and then the next time I had here yeah. here's one scenario that I had. I went to a domestic once, and one one person was you cut lying. Cut him a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Look, one person was lying, and I found out that this person was lying, and I did my job, and I was polite to everybody, and I found out the truth. And, you know, some cops, they rush in there, and they'll, you know, they'll just arrest them. But this one, I, I you know, I did my job fully, which some cops don't do sometimes, but that's another subject. Uh, and I got with him. I said, hey, all this. I said, you know, the thing I suggest... You're not being arrested. I can't tell you what to do, but can it would be smart for you to leave. So he left, and that was the end of it. I did a report. I think it was like that. Uh, I a year later, I got into a fight at Walmart, and it was somebody with a warrant because somebody the his girlfriend snitched him out and said, "Hey, this guy has a warrant. He's here at Walmart." And it's like three in the morning. So I got there, we got into a chase, we start fighting, and it's just me and him fighting. And then all of a sudden, my baton shoots out, and even my magazine, because we had a crappy holster, shoots out, and I'm fighting this guy. And then another person comes in and just starts whooping this guy's ass. It was that guy, because of how I treated him. Oh, for real? Yes. He just happened to be in <laughs> at Walmart? Be in Walmart, whooped his ass. Oh, that's cool, cups. man. Did so, you guys high five afterwards? No, because I'd get fired. <laughs> <laughs> they would fire me <laughs> for thanking him for doing what he, I can't do. Wow. That's so like those, but you never heard about it. Yeah. I will You'll never too. hear about good things like that, good interactions. And the guy's like, because of what you did, you know, I support cops. Yeah. Because you use discretion. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. well, I did my job and I found out that person was lying. And it uh, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't come in there hot. So, but yeah, you never hear about good interactions between. Well, I'm you do hear about it, but it's not news. Well, a good cop too. Um, they're there. Their main goal is to help somebody. So when you're on your way home, you're already late getting home, and you see somebody that you know on the side of the road is dealing with something that they're not capable because you have spidey senses. You're a cop. You know. That person needs help, not like nine one one help, but so you stop and you help them, and they're like, "Oh, thank you so much." You know, they're like, "I'm gonna write a letter." Or blah, blah, blah. They never do, no. which is fine. Yep. The only feedback you're gonna get from the public as a cop is negative feedback. Correct. They'll be very quick to tell your chain of command that you did something wrong or a complaint. But all the good interactions, and I think you always touch on this, and it's such a good point. That all the positive things you do, it gets unnoticed and you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. There's no, and the awards that they give out are fucking usually stupid for stupid shit. And it's all, it's all, I mean. The dog and pony show. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not. And it's not, that's just, that's just the way of the cop world is. It's human nature too. When I have a great experience with a company, I typically don't write a good review. I only get, I don't write the bad ones either. I'm not a Yelper, but I could see where. You want to make your bad experience known or your negative feedback known more than... And not to take away from any job, but that's... You could say that that's any job. Yeah, that's true. You can see customer service, the, you know, fast food. You know, the person was amazing. You never hear about it. They mess up once and then you want to get the manager in. That's just human nature (laughs) to, like, complain (laughs) about negativity. One time I went to McDonald's and this was, like, 10 years ago. I was still in the Army. And I went through the drive-thru, and then 
I was eating. I wasn't driving, so I, was, I grabbed my fries out of the bag and I was eating them. Mm-hmm. And I pull out what I thought was a fry. Turns out it was like some kind of Arizona locust or some shit. Some fucking creepy, ugly bug that had been fucking, I guess, flew in the drive through window, landed in the fryer, and it got fried up. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to own McDonald's. And I go in there, and I was cool about it. I was polite. I was who I would want to be dealing with. And they were like, it's McDonald's. Like, here's a, I think they gave me a $5 coupon or a milkshake coupon. That you had to spend over $20 (laughs) (laughs) to get a free one. And I vowed I would never eat McDonald's again, and then I was probably eating it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but in the cop world, it's not us complaining, but yeah. Usually, and that's just every job. No but, one ever yeah. cares about. Okay, so that's the a good, good point. It makes me feel a little bit. I should probably stop bitching so much because that is every job. Yeah, it's every know? job. No matter what good you do, people will only care about the bad you do. And that going into this job, people who want to be this job, remember that when people get fired, you'll see the chief or the sheriff or something say they deserve. They don't deserve to wear the uniform and fire them. Oh, but you don't getting, know. We're getting close to it. Oh, I'm not okay. going to say it. Okay. No, you can keep going. But I, but you don't know the good things they've done. Yeah. Like I could get fired for something and then they would say, oh, I'm in disgrace. You were a thug in uniform. I was a thug in but uniform. I, but they don't know I've actually saved people. But, you know, nobody cares about that. Or investigated something and got like good justice on a crime that occurred because of what you did, mm-hmm. which again, it a lot of people will say, I'm going to get ahead of the comments. That's your job. That is your job. But okay. But I mean, uh, you think there's any other jobs out there that someone can just lose it immediately. And then their whole life, their retirement's just gone and in shambles because I mean, it's hard. It, human cops are human beings. And to think that human beings aren't going to have errors in judgment or do stupid shit. I mean, it kind of goes to our argument that cops shouldn't be cops until you should. The minimum age should be 27. But um, that's not possible or practical. So it's crazy to think that a cop will be perfect his whole career. Yeah. And that's the news people that you can have 29 years of perfection. And on the 30th year, you do something and then you're fired or and you're just deemed a bad person. Yeah, it's just I mean, I get they need to that well just like any other job. And the craziest thing is we're not the job that there's the medical field that they mess up and people die from it, but nobody cares about it. Yeah, that's, that's the medical field. Doctors wrongfully do things and then someone dies. Yeah. And nobody bats an eye for it. Yeah. But it's like just because de- it's like a dentist telling me I have nine cavities and me paying for it in cash. My insurance stopped covering after the second one. And then I had to go through all that. Oh, never mind. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and then, that's just a, a, I would think it would be it would be. I almost died. <laughs> thank you, Kendra, for interrupting me. <laughs> I just think that they would need to put out there that, hey, cops are people. And they make mistakes. And I know that in those scenarios, it's crazy and it's wild. But that's the cop world. I don't in know the cop I, world. If yeah. I, I want to just do like a, a skit where it's just Sam saying in the cop world. Because you say it a lot. In the cop world. Because <laughs> it's true. Because like you going to, and I'm not knocking anybody, 
but you go to a restaurant and you find your bug in a McDonald's. Yeah. It may ruin your day there, but it doesn't ruin your life. In the cop world, a decision could be made and can ruin your life. Yeah. Yeah, especially when all I'm going to say Uh-oh. is that when it's politically charged, they have no chance. When no cop has any chance with anything. And it could be politically charged as in the person that they dealt with. You know, I guess I've seen some good stories where like a cop pulls over a judge or a mayor and just they're verbally abused by this person. And then I have seen where the head of the agency has stuck up for them and said they did everything right. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to have, you know, what no cop should. Like I went to a, a class recently, which is pretty impressive. And a captain who's an old school dude was like, uh, nobody in the upper echelons of this agency is going to allow you to be verbally abused or risk your safety. And he's like, if people want, if people want to judge you on what you did and your perception, that's fine. We'll go through that process. But our agency does not expect anybody to re to, to get hit before you can get hit to get shot before you can shoot type thing. I thought that was pretty cool. It was refreshing to hear. Hmm. But I don't, you know, going through that process is probably awful. Do um side note, you don't do the intro anymore? I don't know, man. It's really hard. Are you going to do like a heavy metal intro? Well, yeah, I do that. Oh, that's how you know I don't watch it. Do you do a heavy metal intro? <laughs> I thought it was you just said anti. I used to. I don't know. Fucking. It, I, you need a better I used intro. to say anti-hero. But it's really hard to like do a five second intro. Well, it is very important. I have it's people have to know it's very important to like and subscribe because um, that helps us out a lot and it helps boost us to, you know, I feel like the shit that we talk about from what I've heard. It's a lot of people like it. It's refreshing. It's real. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of we have a lot. Of, I don't want to say expertise, but we have a lot of. What's that word I'm looking for? I don't Insight, know. Insight on these topics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I know I don't give a shit. And the only person in the world that gives a shit less than me is you. But we care about keeping our jobs. That's why we have to edit out a lot of the things we say. And we can't talk about certain things. And then once we're like 75 and retired, we can have a really cool podcast. Write a book. <laughs> Write a book. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, so yes to the intro. Or are you ready? Well, are you trying to do an intro? No, I'm just curious. No, I thought we you said we should do a jingle. And then what about an outro? Hey, you're watching the Antihero podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do an outro. That's it. We did it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode, Sam goes, they're just, <laughs> I, I tried doing? doing an outro, yeah. and Sam goes, they're going to roast us. <laughs> like, I let everybody down, <laughs> but I don't know, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know how to end an episode. Well, okay. Sam, thanks so, for coming on the podcast that you're always the on. The last episode, we were supposed to start at a certain time. Yeah. And it was two hours later, and I was like 10 beers deep into that episode. <laughs> it's Kendra's fault. <laughs> Do you want to talk yeah. about how you were a little intoxicated the last episode? Yes. <laughs> because it was 
We were supposed to start at You at talked seven. about evil for like two minutes straight, and I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> you went out of, you know when you're drinking and like, it makes sense to you. You go on those Vietnam like veteran it, vet rants. <laughs> it's like, makes sense in your head, yeah. but it's not coming Everybody's out. Everybody's going to understand what I'm about to say. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. um, <laughs> Okay. Did you guys edit a lot of that out? Um, not a lot. I thought it was funny. I mean, I don't want them to be like I don't want. It, I don't I want an EAP letter in I, my fucking mail. I did edit a little bit. No, yeah, you don't. <laughs> it's not that. It's not like you're gonna get committed yeah. type thing. But they've already I, tried. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. You want to talk about that? Mm, no. Okay. Yeah, they tried Beep. to commit me for not being. Yeah. <laughs> Not being happy at work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, it it was funny. I like. I only edited a little bit only because I, it had no I like. Y- like I said, it was making sense in your head, but it wasn't. I tried asking questions. If you you said taught if taught. You said I Tyler. I don't remember a lot. I don't remember. Said, I will say I don't remember that picture. When did we take that picture? At the, at the end. We did? Yeah. I don't remember that. Why did you Yeah, I slept on the couch. <laughs> That's how I left my shirt the first time. <laughs> like and subscribe.